these uh, these people are broken. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know, <laughs> but they're not hating it. They're but loving they're not, it. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're, no, they're having a great time. Yeah, they're happy. They're having a great time, and they were just like, "I'm like, I don't think her leg should be that far <laughs> through him." <laughs> Welcome back to Bad Ideas Social Club. I'm Aaron McCall, and this is a space for growers and showers and failures and friends. This time I sat down with photographer Joe Madison, and having him on was honestly kind of a no-brainer. Dude's my best friend. We went to high school together. Uh, he's my roommate in college, uh, the best man in my wedding. I wasn't his, but that's okay. It was, uh, it was a long time ago, and I'm all crying out. Uh, but, uh, uh, Joe and I kind of came up together in our, uh, respective creative fields, uh, me and design Joe and photography, and we've been working together since the beginning. Dude had some good stories and we had a good time chatting about what it means to be kind to yourself, the struggles with never feeling like you're good enough and how blurred the line has become between Joe, the person and Joe, the photographer. Um, but before we dive into things, don't forget to follow us wherever you're listening to this podcast. And it'd be cool if you left a five-star review. That'd help us out a ton. And please, please, please tell your friends. Okay, here's uh, here's my conversation with Joe. All right, listen. Can I go? Yeah. All right. I, I have been thinking about today a lot. And I don't even remember when you asked me to be a part of it, but I've yeah. thought about what I do creatively more so and more abstractly than I have in a long time. And it's been super, super good for me. It's been a really good thing to like step out of myself and like think about like, well, what is like my best friend going to ask me about considering the fact he's been a part of it forever, yeah. you know, and it's just been a really healthy thing for me to do that. And I didn't realize I needed to do that, but I did. So, so then in what ways has that, has that influenced what you're doing creatively? So a big thing for me lately has been what it sounds like inside my head of, as in regard to how I'm talking to myself creatively. Um, something I've noticed and something that's been a part of my life forever. And I guarantee you've seen it as well is I absolutely beat myself down creatively on every single thing I do. You do, in a bad way. In a real bad way. And it, what's wild is is I, I'm fired up enough about what I'm doing, and I love it enough, and I love the people that I work with enough that I refuse to quit, you know? Yeah. There's been times when I feel as though I've been hard enough on myself that most other people would have been like, that's it. Like, I, I can't do this yeah, anymore. I'm out. I'm out. And I haven't done that. And I, I know at this point that I never will. So now what I have to do is how do I get to a point where I'm just feeling better in general and I'm fucking doing that shit, you know? I love what I do. And I'm so lucky to be given the chance to do it. I've had the people that I've needed to take care of me in a way that's even made it possible. Well, you and know? you're, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> you're lucky for sure. So lucky, dude. But you've also like busted your ass. Yeah. I have to get to where you are. So, and there's a whole lot more ass to bust ahead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll bust that ass. <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm exceptionally grateful. And I, I hope that when I am being real about it, I, I, to me, it sounds like I can be quite negative and I hope it doesn't come across that way. I'm so grateful, but it has been hard, man. Like cre yeah. creatively, 
it's been a really hard life a hundred percent because of what I do to myself and that's it. You know? Yeah. I work with the best people in the world. I client wise, I work alongside someone I love more than anything else in the world. And that's our business. And how lucky am I for that? Let me ask. Okay. Let me ask you that for a second. How the fuck do you work with your wife? Dude. I, and I know, I know, she, I know she would say this too. It's, it's hard. It's, it's a constant, it's a constant practice of boundaries and respect and trust. And I think that we just happen to have the elements that are necessary to where it's possible, where it's like, we, we give each other enough room to do what we do. And we trust that we're going to do that well. And we're going to, we're going to handle it. So that we leave each other alone in those spaces, you know? Yeah. So, so as much as you work together, it's probably just as important to be like, get the fuck out of here while I'm dude, whatever. The moment I start to like respond or do any type of organization or anything, it's immediately a problem because <laughs> I'm horrible at it Yeah, and she's great at it, you know? Anytime I try to do anything that's that's like very practical and very necessary and not not creative, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like it, you immediately can feel that it's a, it's an issue because I suck at it, so it's creating problems within the business where it's like, oh, like yeah, I probably should respond to this text about scheduling or whatever, right. and I'm not on top of it, you know, and. I can struggle with communication sometimes. So it's like I'll get messages and I don't really communicate that to her. So it becomes an right. issue like she might be booking something else on the other side and whatever. So the moment that we start to like dip our toes into the other side, it's like, oh, yeah, no, I don't belong here. It's <laughs> like, funny. It's funny because it sounds a lot like my experience in just working with or agencies that I've worked for in the past. Yeah. Um, there was this like account like versus creative culture kind of just mm-hmm. in place, you know, where it was just no matter what you do. Yeah. I mean, and it, it's probably not like this everywhere, but in my experiences, like it was never healthy Yeah, ever. So it's, wow. so, so, so it sounds like to me that you've got that kind of culture a little bit at home. Like, what are you guys doing to get, to get around that? I, I would say that there's sometimes we, we don't and, that's the risk you run by doing this is like, now that's just a part of our relationship is, you know, I poorly communicated and I'm, I'm, I'm like overthinking a shoot creatively. I'm thinking too big and it's, it's adding all these other complications and it's like, that becomes a stress. That's now a part of our relationship, our life. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just at work. You can't just leave it at work. It's that's it. Like yeah. our relationship is our work yeah. and vice yeah. versa. When your you office know? is right next to your kitchen. Totally. <laughs> that's, yeah. a, that's a fucking yeah. thing. You know, I remember <clears throat> vividly a couple years ago, we were at a shoot and, and Eric and I used to go to shoots together all the time before Remy. She was always there because like a lot of times I need someone else there. You know, there's yeah. like setup, there's, you know, working with clients while things are getting put together and whatever. And I remember this client saying like, I can't, I'm blown away about how well y'all work together. If it was my husband and I, it would be a totally different thing. And I remember hearing that and being like, oh yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I also agree that we do really well. Okay. So we do that shoot, whatever. And we're in the car, we're driving back and I brought it up and I was like, man, how cool was it for them to say that? And it's the first time in a long time where, you know, Erica had to vocalize like, 
I, I don't know if I totally agree. She's like, I leave shoots sometimes and I, I don't feel great. And I fucking hate you. Yeah. I mean, really at the end of the day, it's just like, yeah, it's, you know, um, I learned a lot about myself in that moment where it's like, I get hyper focused on the shot I want. And I might not be treating people around me the way that sure. I would require myself to be treating people, you know? Yeah. And yeah, she would say, you just get very bossy. You get very pushy. You get very persistent. Um, I've been on shoots with you. You can be a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's what it was. And it was like a wake up call. You know, it was like a really revealing moment of like, and I'm sure I didn't react that way in the moment. I bet in the moment I was like, no, you're no, there's, this isn't real. That's not how it right. is. But as the years have gone on and we've refined what we do, it's right. You need to empathetically think about what the other person is dealing with and understand that they're doing their job to the best of their ability and that you need to trust them in that, you know? Right. And now I look at our life and it's like, we've built a life together with this business and, and, and like, we're just, we're doing it, you know? And that's such an amazing feeling. So now it's like, I can look at that and be super proud of us. So yeah. now that's a part of our relationship is like, I'm so fucking proud of how Erica handles business and gets stuff yeah. scheduled and like communicates and that kind of thing. I mean, it's really deep. The practical side of it is like Erica does all of like the paperwork, the the billing, the 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 scheduling, all of this, all the stuff that frees you up to to just think creatively and yeah. to execute. All to the, the stuff best of that your makes business possible, right? Right. Um, that's the practical side of it, but like the deeper side of it is like she also. Like in those moments where it's like, and again, this is something you can speak to in those moments where I feel like creatively, I'm completely worthless. She's somehow, she somehow still finds value in what I can do creatively. Well, okay. So I think that goes back to what you were saying before about how you kind of beat yourself up a little bit because I mean, and I don't think you're alone in this either, but I've seen so many times where you're like, man, I just don't, I just don't fucking have it. Like I'm, you know tired and I just, I don't, I don't feel creative. Yeah. And then you show me something and I'm like, fuck off. Yeah. This is great. Pull your head out of your ass. I've, this specifically is what has been on my mind since you asked me to be a part of this is like, why do I treat myself the way I treat myself? And not only that, but while I'm doing that, why do I continue to do it? You know, why, yeah. why have I not just been like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm done here. You know, that's enough. It's because of like Erica and you and people, my mom, my dad, like people that for some reason just see value in, in what I do like that. Sometimes it's all I have and it's enough where I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm going to keep pushing for this. You know, well, some of that keeps like that small spark lit, you know? Yeah. Well, you, I've told you so many times that you're the, probably the greatest creative partner that I've ever had. And I, completely I, and I completely agree with and that. I stand by you. that. Yeah, um, I agree. But I, I, I do have a unique perspective of being able to be there with you right from right from the moment when you're like, yeah, I'm going to do photography. Yeah. Uh, talk about that a little bit. Yeah, totally, man. Yeah. Photography came to me in a time where I had just made a really big life decision and I didn't know who I was anymore and I wasn't really sure I made the right decision. And photography became that thing where it was just like a meditation. I would grab my stupid little point and shoot camera and I'd go to like Highland Rec, which was across the street from where I lived and I would just shoot whatever, you yeah. know? And like I'd find reasons to go with friends and we would just take photos. 
So like it became this thing of like, I don't know who I am. I don't know where I'm going, but I at least know I like this. So I'm going to do this. Anyways, we connect in Lansing. I'm in that really weird yeah. fucking whatever I was in where it was like, you know, I would dip out of parties like unannounced and stuff. Yeah, no, I know. That's, yeah, I know you that's, do. That's, that's, a, that's a classic move. <laughs> I know. It's a classic Joe move. So anyways, I was about to pull that classic Joe move at this like party we're hanging out at. And somehow, I, however it happened, I'm about to like, you know, get my car, put the key in the ignition. And my key's at like a fucking 90 degree angle, just <laughs> bent. However it happened. So I was like, I have to go in and ask for help. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I made here. it out. I was gone. Yeah, that's it. I, I, I ghosted. You I, know, it would, not be, it would not be weird for me to be like, fuck it. I'm just walking. Fuck the car. I'm walking home. <laughs> So I had to ask you for help and it like the way it goes is just like, you're like, yeah, I will help you tomorrow. <laughs> like, that was it. We chill, were all, yeah, hang out. We were partying like, right. You're and done. I, I think that's important because that evolved into you being like, Hey, I'm going to go to LCC for design. Why don't you go for photography? Like their program's yeah. pretty dope and. And that's what ended up happening. We ended up living together. We ended up going to school at the same time. We we graduated from our programs at the same time. We ran a fucking business out of that house we lived yeah. in. And I was just gonna say, I think I think something that was super beneficial to me that early on yeah. was having you literally ten steps away, dude, uh, down the hall, so I could be like, dude, come, yeah, you know, come look at this. Is this? Yeah, I need you to make this super intricate <laughs> selection. <laughs> Of this five like person fucking band, yeah. For this MySpace layout, yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> dude. Honestly, like, I don't know that I don't know that I'd have a career without MySpace. Yeah. <laughs> Back in, like, dude. Honestly, that's how I got into like uh, design and everything. And when yeah. and when you know we were doing our thing, uh, which that thing is that Joe and I used to shoot. Uh, photos and make myspace layouts for bands that's how we got started and we thought man we thought we were making a bunch of money at charging a hundred dollars a layout or a hundred and that like included the split photo shoot yeah split two ways <laughs> yeah uh half the time that, it, that didn't even pay for gas no. um but uh fuck man somebody was paying us for what we were doing yeah, and dude. that was yeah that was enough motivation yeah. to be like okay like like we have some value here um, and we did that the whole way through, we did that the whole way through college and, um, even a little bit, a little bit after and even now to the point where we still work together all the time. Totally, man. You yeah. know, it's just, you know, we're working with people with budgets now. Right. Yeah. No, I, it's true. And like, like you said is, you know, maybe not having a career because of that. It's like that built so many practices within myself that I still use yeah. today. You know, it's like. I literally just put together a shot two days ago where I shot two like specific images and had to do a selection to like comp them together. Yeah. And I was like quick mask and I was like painting shit in and like, cause I'm still doing shit old school. Yeah. And <clears throat> I thought about you, man. I was like, I was just telling someone the other day, I was like, I used to, li I used to live in the house with, with my buddy and we ran a business together. He was like a couple doors down. So it's like, I would finish the photos in my room and then like thumb drive that shit over to him. And <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so I understood what it took to work with the end product in mind. I wasn't yeah. just shooting what I wanted and what I thought was cool. Even though I was doing that, I was also doing it with like intention, which is, 
I think what is one of my strongest personality traits as a photographer now is my goal is I want to get this client. I want to get them what they need out of this photography. Right. And I want to absolutely love it. And I would say 98% of the time I do. Yeah. 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 98. <laughs> like that's not a, that's yeah. not a, a perfect. Uh, and I think, I think clients know that like I, it just is what it is. You know, it's like I, there, there's just some stuff that maybe subject matter wise, it's not exactly what you want to be shooting, but it's, yeah. there's something in it that is still meaningful to you. To I think I found, I think I found recently that like subject matter wise, if it's something that I can't get behind uh-huh. or, enjoy or get something out of it personally yeah whether it's a cause or or it's a business or something just like like, i I can't fucking do it yeah just like dead ass trees or something Uh, yeah yeah (laughs) yeah that's a little inside but i promise you it's funny um man we worked with a ton of characters and working with local bands and um I've got I've got two stories in mind that I think are hilarious that I still tell That's that I still tell uh, how many ever years later. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> one of them is one of them a handshake. One of them's a handshake, <laughs> and, we're, and we'll just leave it at that. Okay, cool. And the other one is uh, when we were shooting that band. I'm not going to say the name of the band. I don't know where they are. I don't know what they're doing. And there's I like don't a know weird if, relationship. Yep, yep. <laughs> where it was a. Uh, there was a brother and sister yeah. were like that were like the front of the band. God. And uh when Set we were the scene though, what would we yeah. do for bands? Okay. So so we would if we're let's say we're gonna shoot on like a white sweep, we would literally take a bed sheet and <laughs> thumbtack it to the ceiling. Uh so like when you walked in, you were like, These guys are fucking pros. Yeah. Move These the guys. couch, move the fucking yeah. coffee table, living room, just make like a kill room as a as yeah. a white sweep. <laughs> it was very dexter. It was very weird. So the so this group comes in and they're you know they're super nice and then as soon as we start shooting like we see that the brother and the sister are like <laughs> super close yeah they're like yeah. super close when I'm just like <laughs> I don't there's not a lot that makes me uncomfortable yeah right like I can yeah. I can I can deal with some shit but, yeah but I'm just like. These uh these people are broken. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but they're not hating it. They're but loving they're not, it. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah they're, no, they're having a great time. Yeah, they're happy. They're having a great time. And they were just like, I'm like, I don't think her leg should be that far <laughs> through him. <laughs> I don't it was just it was just so weird. It was just yeah. the most bizarre time. And then as soon as they left, like we didn't say anything for probably 30 seconds oh, and we're like, man. what the fuck just happened? What did we just see? What just happened? What, <laughs> what were we just a part of? <laughs> Dude, that's so crazy to think about. Just moving all the stuff in the living room, tacking up, you know, just like king size white sheets. Like, I don't remember thinking at the time, one, I'm I'm running a business with my friend. Like, I don't remember that being like an active thought. We were just doing it. Yeah. And then two, I wasn't really ever thinking about what does this look like to the people coming into this? It, it's weird. It's Honestly, weird. I was like, that's a pretty cool white yeah. sweep there. Yeah. Well, the that's stuff the same came people out probably fine. just use sheets. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. We, you know what? We did what we had to do with what we had. Yeah. And that's something else I've learned about myself is I, I do best when my resources are limited. When I have to figure something out with what I have, that's when I do best. Yeah. I think Eric and I 
do best when we're working with like grassroots startup business. Yeah. Because I think that that leaves every door open to like, what does your image look like? What, what is your photography and your branding look like? Right. And I love that. I love that feeling. The moment I come into a brand that already has something established, well, it's like, well, now I have to figure out exactly how to shoot what you already have. Yeah. And it's just a weird feeling anyways. It is. Well, and you don't really have ownership over the, over the work. You're just trying to, yeah, that's true. You're just trying to get it done. Yeah. You know, that's true. So I, when it comes down to it is like, if I haven't made something that I love in a little while, it, it really starts to wear me out. Yeah. If I don't, if I haven't made something that I feel really connected to in, I don't know, a couple, let's say a week even. Yeah. I start to feel really, really fucking uncomfortable. What is that? And I start to get really negative. What is that? What causes that? Yeah. I, I, dude, I think a lot of what I deal with creatively is ego. I think, I think that whether I know it or not, I think there's certain things I want to get out of my photography. I love, to me, the perfect project is when I get to work really closely with other creatives. And I a hundred percent got that from how we started together. So if I feel like I've collaborated with another artist and I've made something that like maybe had, here's what it is. Maybe if I've made something that isn't able to be read into, that's when I start to get uncomfortable when it's very surface and it's very that, and it's just, that's what it is. The stuff that gets me really fired up and the stuff that I want to do personally is the stuff where it's like one person might look at it and be like, dude, this is kind of dark. And another person might look at it and be like, I felt that I've been there. You okay, know? so to me, it seems like there's a little bit of almost like a war going on here, right? Between creating artwork, yeah, right? yeah, and create and and creating and, content and creating content yeah. as a as a deliverable. That's great. Right? That's exactly what it feels like. Yeah. So then, do you ever? What's the determining factor for you to be like, this is going to make me fucking miserable, or let's just get through this and 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 get the paycheck. Recently, I'd say recently in regard to like the last year, Eric and I have like some no's and some yeses. It's like weddings are a no, senior photos are a no, families are a yes. You know, it's like there's enough when you photograph a family that I can feel emotionally that it's like, all right, I can, I can get into those right. photos, you know? And like senior photos and all that stuff is super important. Weddings. I mean, obviously super emotional, Yeah, but, but, but you work for yourself and, it, and if you don't want to do it, then don't fucking it. do it. You're right. Yeah. That's it. The that's other, why I don't, that's why I don't do websites anymore. They, <laughs> dude. Yeah. That's I'm a, out. that's a nightmare. That's a nightmare, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I know. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you this. What, what if your vision doesn't align with your client's vision? Is there a certain aspect of like, all right, I got to sell them on this idea or is it just like, what is it? I'm going to be like a hundred percent honest with you Please. On, on two different things. One, first of all, I want, I don't want this to sound like a brat because this is a super negative thing I've done to myself creatively. I've been so careful as a photographer that I would say I've never completely failed on a job. But the reason for that is because I've been overly careful. I've yeah. been overly like client focused. So I say that to say like there's rarely a time where I will impose a vision on a shoot. And I I don't think that's fair to me, but I also don't think that's fair to the client. And, sure. you know, that's it's a bummer to say that, you know, my first inclination is what is it you exactly want? And I'm going to do 
whatever the fuck I need to to make that happen. Even if right. it kills me, I'm going to find a way to make that happen. There might be something in there where it's like, as a photographer that's been doing this for as long as I have, maybe there's something cooler we could do. And I, right. I, I would say that rarely do I have... Again, I'm not even being totally truthful. I've never had that conversation with a client. I've never said like, hey, I see what you want and I see what you need to do and, and what you think you need to do to do to do it. I kind of think this would be cooler if we did it this way. Man, I've I've definitely had those conversations I with clients. And, and <laughs> it's like, man, just eating shit is just the fucking worst. Yeah. So what do you mean by that? Like when you like propose a different idea that you think is more powerful and them turning it down? Well, so I'm never going to present anything to any client that I can't like fully get behind. Yeah. Like, you know, cause oh, yeah. you know, there's that trope that's like, Oh, you know, if, if you present something, they're going to pick the worst one that, you know, that's part of why I don't give a ton of options because I put a lot of energy into, yeah. into individual things, but eating shit sucks, yeah. you know, especially when you have that client that no matter what you do, it's just like, Oh, this is the, you know, this just isn't right. You know, yeah. Which, you know, I learned pretty early on to really kind of pull their chair out from under them a little bit mm. and say, like, no, you get you get two revisions on this thing. That's so for good, this man. money. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then it's and then it's done. And then it's funny how fast the logo will go from, Oh, I just don't think this is just quite right to being like, Oh, you know what? Actually this is perfect. That's wild. And that's just from you standing your ground and being like, Here's why this is awesome. Well, it's it's between here's why this is awesome and another change is going to cost you a bunch more money. Oh, I see. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> just like, you know what? Now that you say that. Right. We're good with this one. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. got you. I see. If if you weren't shooting video and and shooting photographs and um what would you what would you be doing? I know you, I mean, so you're I'd, a pretty personal I'd be a guy. Cook. I'd be a cook. Really? Yeah. That is sure. not what I thought you were going to yeah. say. Go on. I'd hundred percent work in the kitchen. There's something about it. That is awesome. Here's why it wouldn't make sense though. The type of individual that excels in a kitchen is not me. <laughs> right. <laughs> it, like I am like intensely ADHD. I'm like, like dealing with some real social anxieties. Like I'm not super efficient and clean and that kind of thing, but food is a hundred percent a passion of mine for sure. So, okay. So I totally thought you would have said something where you can interact with people and, mm. you know, just kind of get out and meet people because, yeah. you know, in working with you, like you're, you're super personable on photo shoots and, yeah. and, uh, you know, I think, I think there's a handful of photographers that I work with that have that innate ability to just like put people at ease, uh, on a shoot to kind of draw the best thing out of them that you can and you and you, and you do that really well so mm. i'm surprised that like you would say something that is just yeah. like no i'm going behind the curtain <laughs> yeah well one it's so dope to hear you say that because i would say nine shoots out of ten i don't feel like that guy i i feel like i really struggle to connect and i i have to work really hard to, to like even feel like i've gotten there you know it's important yeah. to me and it's always been important to me the way I make other people feel is probably one of the more impactful things I've ever felt in my entire life. 
And I felt it my entire life. I remember as a kid going to the grocery store with my mom. She would let me push the cart. And I would be so anxious about being in other people's way the entire time. My mom would be like, why do you do that? You know, you deserve to be here just as much as everyone else does. Like, I just don't want to be in people's way. You know, I think when I envision, let's just say like I am working in kitchen, I think it'd be something badass, like a really interactive, like food truck where the food is fucking bomb. But I'm also like the one that's actually like bringing you out and talking to you why this food kicks ass. That makes sense to me. Yeah. That makes sense to me. That's what I want is like that kind of mixture. And then also this brings up the other thing I've been thinking a lot about myself and it's my lack of confidence within my work leads me to being uncomfortable in front of people while I'm doing it. Man, what happened to you? Because it, I don't know, dude. I don't know. I really don't. I like COVID you, fucked us up a lot. It was dude. It's been there way before that, man. No. I, oh yeah. For me, for me, I would, it's hard to even, well, you put on a hell of a mask. I dude, she's heavy too. She's a heavy mask. <laughs> I'm tired. I would say, cause you know, my family, I've grown yeah. up with, you could not have a more supportive, loving family than I have. Right. Siblings, my father, my mother. I mean, my mother especially. Good God. You know, I anything I do is gold. You know, it, yeah. it just, and there's a potential. There is a potential that I've been so um, coddled in the things I do that, Maybe I have like this voice in my head that's like, God, is that, is that real? Like, is that, or is it just kind of like a gimme, you know? Like I question the quality of what I put out all the time. And not only that, but when I do finally put something out and it's in the client's hands and they're promoting it, I almost can't even look at it. I'm I'm terrified to look at it. So then I feel like you've got to have some like checkpoints, right? Mm -hmm. To be like, all right, this is ready. This is good. Like, yeah. like this is allowed to see the light of day and people yeah. are allowed to see it. What are, what are some of those, what are some of those things? Everything I do right now, I would say for the last, you know, the last decade, <laughs> the stuff I've been putting out is like, it's, it's pretty fast. It's like the shoot is fast. The turnaround time is fast. There's not a lot of filters that it goes through. You know what I mean? I could be inferring did I say that right? I could be inferring something that's maybe not here, but um, I feel like that's probably not how you want to work. I, I agree. And, and that's why I love working in a team. Um, uh, one of my love languages is um, shit. What is it? Um, groping. Yeah. Groping. One of my love languages <laughs> is groping. <laughs> no. What the hell is it? It's um, my oh words of affirmation. Okay. Okay. So. Even more so, I would even over prioritize it over my own enjoyment of a finished photo. How my client feels about that photo is twice as important to me. The way yeah. it makes them feel and hearing that is important to me. Uh, you know, did you see that amazingly sweet thing that Erica did for me? Like, I don't know, six months ago or yeah, something. Yeah, with the testimonials. Were, yeah. I, I submitted one. There you go. A hundred percent is because she knows how much I need that and how much that fuels me. Yeah. And you ask how I do this, like how I work with my wife when she's doing stuff like that, please. Kind of makes it a little bit easier, it's doesn't cake. it? It's cake. Yeah, it's cake. You ever give it back? I hope so. Um, I wouldn't want to speak for her. I know that her 
love languages are big for me. And I know that hers are quality time and acts of service. And I hope she feels that. I would love to hear if she does or not. Okay. So take, take your marriage out of it. Yeah. Take uh, your clients out of it. It's just you and a camera. Yeah. Okay. Yep. What is it about that relationship that gets your jeans tight? Something that I absolutely love about what I do is that it requires you pay attention to the really small details. I think that it requires, at least the way that I do it, this isn't everybody, but I think that it requires that I am aware of what someone is feeling and how that might be affecting it. I mean, the like cheesy answers of like, I do love that it's like you're capturing someone in a moment and that moment now lasts forever. I think that's right. beautiful. You know, I've had some situations in my career where that's been very powerful and I've seen why that's important. Additionally, I love the people that it's brought me close to. And like, for example, what it's done to our friendship. Yeah. It's been huge. Yeah. Like I, I granted we would be close always, but really a big part of that is that we had that thing that united us on one, one yeah, yeah. direction, you know? So you just mentioned something about part of the reward, I guess, is, is when you're capturing something for somebody and it's like, okay, this is a real authentic moment. Yeah. What happens when that's met with rejection or criticism? So someone I look up to endlessly is Sean. And I'm going to tell you why. Specifically Sean. Sean Cook. The reason that I look up to him so much is he is a photographer that is 100% going to pull out your authentic self in his photos no matter the environment. Yeah. Whereas I feel like mine, I have to be more in control of like what that environment is. Like I want to light it. I want to do that. He can get a beautiful photo no matter where he is. And not only that, but that mo, mo excuse me, that photo will speak to the moment that he's in. Yeah, absolutely. I, I really look up to that. I, Man, Sean, Sean's work is enough. So if anybody doesn't know Sean Cook, he's a, I mean, primarily a, a wedding photographer. He's a wedding and photographer. That, and that, okay. So, so that enough, <laughs> I feel like would be enough to yeah. like be like, all right, I'm not going to get into that. I'm not going to get into that space. Well, I did for years. I would assist Sean for so many years and in every single wedding we shot, I just was crawling out of my skin, you know? Yeah. I loved being there with him. I loved learning from him, but just something about it, just that social environment. I just was itchy, you know? And what does I, that mean? I just like, I, I felt very, very out of place. And that's a problem when you're a photographer for a wedding because you need to get in there and own it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you need to, that needs to be your space and, and the bride and groom are just in it. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, so it's kind of almost like a, like a situation where you've got a lot of the right components yeah. in place, right? Yeah. Like you're behind your camera exactly where you should be. Yeah. But like. Everything else is fucking wrong. Yeah. Well, I mean, so I, I apologize because to answer your question, your question was what what happens when that's met with like rejection or criticism or that yeah. kind of thing. There's this thing in photography where it's like two people can photograph the exact same person in the same room, in the same lighting, with the same equipment, and their photos are going to look completely different. It yeah. comes down to everything. It comes down to the absolute split second that you take a photo. So something that I struggle with is like, I'm constantly telling myself, like, you're not, like, you're not making Aaron look as awesome as he looks, you know? And 
that has evolved because that's my life is like, yeah, when it comes to photography, I have a, just a split second to show what this person looks like. And that second is then represented by like the angle and the light and the, 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 the moment and the whatever, you know, and Sean is remarkable at that. Amazing. Yeah. So that's why I brought him up to answer that. Question, yeah. Yeah. Is I struggle with like, if someone, if I take a photo of someone and they look at it and they're like, ah, like, I don't really love the way I look in that photo. I deeply feel that personal because it's my only goal to make you feel amazing in your photo. You know, what I've gotten really good at is let's make this better. Yeah. What don't you like? And let's fix it. You know, I, I have no problems doing that now, you know, because again, I love to collaborate and that's what that is. Yeah. You know, it's just collaborating with the individual you're taking a photo of. Uh, speaking of collaboration, I know you've been working on a on a on a documentary with with this with this other crew. You want to talk about that a little yeah, bit? Yeah, I would love to. It, it was one of the more life changing things that's happened to me, specifically in video. And I would say working on loosely because I did second shoot this documentary, but sure, you know it is. So my buddy Matt Wagner, Matt Wagner Films, he's based out of like the Owasso Corona area, and he's traveled a lot, and he's just an amazing, amazing dude. I met him. Just long story short, I met him briefly at another shoot. He was like, "Hey, can we hang out? I have this thing coming up, and I want to see if you'd be interested in being a part of it." He is creating a documentary about this Canadian dude who is well at the time was endeavoring to be the first individual with disabilities to paddleboard across each great lake. God, that's gnarly. It's so fucking gnarly, dude. So gnarly. So I, you know, we're just at a cafe. It's like really the first real time Matt and I have sat down. Um, he's got his adorable little son there with us. Just being super chill. It's just like a really like, it was an environment where someone was proposing something to me and I, I knew typically this is something I would say no to. It just like, it, it sounded very intense again, social anxiety. I was like, I don't really know this dude, that kind of thing. Okay. So why'd you say yes? I don't know, man. It was like, it might be just something about Matt. I've grown really close with Matt now. He is a close friend of mine and there's a lot of reasons that I've realized that that is the case now, but it must've just been something in the moment. He's just, he's incredibly open and humble. And he was like, Hey, I'm going into this thing. I don't a hundred percent hundred percent know what I'm getting into. It would be nice to have someone to, to, to partner with and tackle this thing with. So I was like, let me look at the dates. Let me do this thing. Let me just see what I can do. And three of the five great lakes worked out with my schedule. No shit. The very first one was Lake Huron. We're talking 45 fucking miles oh, God. just through the night. And this dude, Mike Shorman, the documentary is called when hope breaks through. And it's going to be in the Toronto um, International Film Festival. And then after that, they're just, you know, going to do whatever they can with it. Um, but this dude, Mike Shorman, is just an amazing individual. It's too deep of a story to go through it all. Of yeah, it. But yeah. long story short, Lake Huron, it was just so intense. So many moments of like actual life and death. And, and so many moments of like, if if this thing gets done, it's going to make actual change in, in yeah, actual amazing. impact. And, you know, I, this dude, Matt, I hardly knew him, you know, spent a bunch of time. We're in close quarters with like a bunch of all these people that don't know each other. We all became incredibly close and like spiritually connected through this one thing. And 
he completes it. It's amazing. It's just this amazing feat that he's done. Um, he's completed the, the journey or the documentary so or both in this point of the story, he's finished that lake at okay. this point in life right now. He's, he's done all five. Oh shit. It's fucking spoiler awesome. alert. I know. Come right? on, man. <laughs> Just wait, dude. It's good. It's good. Um, the, I, I think the reason this affected me the most is it, it, it ripped me out of this weird fucking box I've been putting myself in this distance. I've been placing like myself against everyone else. And it brought these people in fucking close. Yeah. And we were all just, we were open, you know, and we were all cold. We were all scared. We were all unsure, but we did it. And I remember specifically, again, this might be too much about me personally, but I remember specifically driving back from that. We just had this weird like car shuffle where it was like my car was in Canada and we were driving from Michigan and and whatever. So like Matt and I had some pretty long road trips together during this whole project. And I remember that being the first time I had another friend on just like us hanging out, be like, dude, like, like, how are you mentally? How is your mental health? Yeah. And I just opened up, man. I was just like, I'm, I'm, I fucking struggle. You know, yeah. I'm struggling. And I, I got back home from that. And I remember we had a shoot with Foster when they were in Flint the next day, my, my Eric and I were in the car, we were driving there. And I remember I just, I brought up the fact that Matt even just asked me that. And it just fucking broke down in tears because of it. You know, yeah, just had someone just like, genuinely check in and just be like, dude, how are you? Kind of felt like someone was actually looking at you. hundred percent. I didn't feel like I was wasting someone's time. I felt like I was listened to. Man, that's huge. And that's how each one of those crossings felt was a bunch of people just connecting this way, all working towards this one thing, but also just really paying attention to each other. Man, how amazing is it to get like this, like, form of therapy through doing the thing that you love. It's the, I think it's the only way I can. I've gone to therapists, you know, and there's just, it's like, I don't like you've done therapy. You do therapy. Okay. I could see you having the same issue. Um, something I struggle with, with therapists is we quickly just become friends. Yeah. That's hard. And to be honest with you, when I go to a therapist, like I want a professional to like call me out on my bullshit. I want that. And it doesn't become that typically with therapy. I walk in and it's like, Oh, Hey, how was your weekend? That kind of thing. And all right, see you. See you later. You know, it's like just kind of like a surface friendship. 55 minutes later, 55 minutes later, 150 bucks later, whatever, (laughs) you know, this project showed me that I just don't have time in life for those types of interactions, especially when I'm going to a professional, you know? Yeah. But really with friendships, like I want, I want, deep, meaningful connection and conversation. Something authentic, something authentic, real, something just totally. fucking. Yeah. I didn't even, I don't. So do you struggle with that with therapy as well? Like, have you run into that similar thing? Uh, no. Um, I can, I could see, I could see where that could be an issue, you know, because you are opening up, you are kind of putting it all out there. Um, and it's gotta be, you know, yeah. I mean, it's hard not to, connect with your therapist in a way that is like, um, you know, Oh, we were, we're friends. But then when you take a step back, you're like, Oh, this is, this is all one sided. Yeah. You know? So I think whenever I felt like that, I'm like, Oh, this is just my perspective. I feel like 
I feel like this guy is my friend, but he, he doesn't think I'm his friend. Interesting. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I think that's almost a testament to him to just making me comfortable enough to come in and say and do whatever I need to say or do. So that's more so just about you having a really great therapist. He's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's cool. Yeah. Dr. Max is great. That's cool. Let's go. Let's go topic hopping. Okay. All right. Let's do it. Yeah. Do you believe that creativity requires pain? I believe that creativity that has a deep message requires pain. I think that a lot of people can become professional creatives and still have very surface artwork. I love that. I mean, I don't love the surface artwork, but like sometimes it doesn't need to be fucking more than that. But I think that, how about this? I think really great creativity finds that path that balances the two. It finds that path where it's like, I'm going to accept what I've gone through pain wise. And I'm going to make that a part of me because it's my life and it's what I went through. But I'm also going to be able to like, I don't want to say shut it off, but I'm going to be able to dial it down. This doesn't need a 10 on, you know, on the, the sympathy dial, you know, like this is just a fucking logo for a smoothie bar, you know, or whatever. This is a photograph of a bag of beans. I don't got to like cry on it and you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) So I think that a really great professional creative can balance the two and know when to adjust that dial, you know? Yeah. That's super interesting. Yeah. What's the worst idea you've ever had? It probably sounds really fucking pompous that I don't think of something right away. Right. Okay, check this out, dude. I got it. If Sean was here, he would knock this story out of the fucking park. Here's one of the worst ideas I've ever had. We were at the location for the wedding the next day. Do you remember? Anyways, I was going to name drop. That doesn't make sense. We're at the wedding location that was taking place the next day. We were just looking at the location. We wanted to get an idea of like, oh, we could do portraits here, 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 whatever. It's just at a venue, probably like a two-story venue, whatever. Okay. So we're walking around and we walk out like right off of like, let's just call it like the fucking ballroom. It's not super fancy, but there's like a balcony and we both walk out there and we're going to look and both of us, as I'm holding the door, we look at each other and we're like, like this door probably locks behind us. We should like make sure to make sure it doesn't do that. So I took the thinnest fucking notebook that's ever existed. And in my mind, I'm like, Oh yeah, if I put this here, it's going to hold this door open. I mean, literally it was a, fu- it was like fucking newsprint paper. So I placed it in this heavy ass door. And it was wet. And it was just, fu- yeah. Right. So it, it, again, we're two stories up. I go to shut the door on this thing. I was like, yeah, it's going to hold it in like kerchunk. Just fucking locks <laughs> so hard. And dude, the panic on Sean's face was maybe the best thing I've ever seen. He was fucking panicked. Sorry. He would tell it the same way. I'm not talking trash. I love it. It, we, it was fucking panic city. We couldn't. It got to the point where we were shouting help. We we're fucking losing our minds. Sean's like, I'm going to have to shit in the corner up on this balcony. Like, what am I going to do? Do you know how we got down? No, tell me. I'm going to tell you. The way we got down is he draped me over the edge, <laughs> holding my arms. And couldn't hold me anymore, so he let me go. <laughs> As I landed, I looked through the door that's right in front of us, and there's a fucking just like 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 fucking party of people right there that just watched me fucking fall and hit the ground. So I just kind of like walked in, like, hey, and just walked up the stairs, let Sean out, and we fucking left. Do you know where the bathroom is? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, man. 
Uh, uh, who or what are your biggest influences? I think it's obvious. I, I, I brought up Sean yourself, my wife. When it comes to like what I would like to eventually do and just be known for is like photographer wise, Annie Leibovitz has like the body of work yeah. that I would love. Like just, you know, editorial, deep, beautiful people, beautiful light. Just I'm surrounded by amazing creatives. And I, to the detriment of myself, I take that as both like inspiration, but also like, well, shit, I'm, I'm not going to be as good as that. I I'm going to smack you right in the face. I, okay. <laughs> That's what I want. I'm right not now. just saying shit. I don't want it to sound like that. You know, I'm just, that those are genuinely the things I feel, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, but I, I mean, it. I guess I only say that, I guess I only say that because I just want you to be kinder to yourself. I know I'm working on it. Do you want to hear something super lame that I started doing like six months ago? How lame Genuine, is it? I like, give me a scale. We talking one to 10. I don't know. Is it like, <laughs> just tell me. <laughs> okay. I've noticed that my internal voice is, is miserable. I'm just killing myself with it. So now when I'm in the car in between shoots, I just fucking juice myself up verbally. I say that shit out loud. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I'm proud of you. I, I know that you've worked your ass off and that you, you felt like you were at bottom and you refused to give up. I, I love the work that, that we've created together. Almost like it's like two people. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like it, my spirit has been burdened by the person that I am. And now I'm trying to merge those two together and make them friendly, you know? Yeah. So I, I'll just do that now, man. And I'll just talk to myself better. If I'm not going to do it internally, which I've proven to myself, I'm 38. I'm not obviously yeah. not about to do it. I'm just going to, I'm just going to say it out loud. And Man, gonna, that is so healthy. I, I'm telling <laughs> That's so you, awesome. I've noticed a difference already. I six months, maybe that might, I might, that might even be too much around six months. I just verbally tell myself I'm proud of myself. I know I'm working hard. I know I refuse to do less than my best. I, and I mean that shit, you know, I know that's real. So I'm being honest, but I'm being fucking kind, you know? Yeah. That's amazing. And now it's like, I'll like, I'll do something and I'll send it to you. Cause I'm fucking jacked on it. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I'm yeah. super stoked about it now, you know? And it, there's, so one of our clients, one of, one of my favorite things that we do regularly now is we work with a couple local theaters, one in Owasso, Lebowski, and one in Midland, Midland. And so we shoot like productions. We do like promos and we shoot like, you know, their rehearsals and stuff. Probably like, I, I want to say it was like a month ago. Lebowski was doing Billy Elliot, which I was totally unfamiliar with. Most of the shows that they do, I don't know when I go into it. And I had this moment where the theater is basically empty. It's basically me in this amazing theater watching this amazing fucking musical. Like the things that Lebowski does blow my mind because it's just little Owasso and we have this amazing gem. And I had this moment where I was photographing the rehearsal. I knew I was the guy to be there. I knew I could photograph this show the way that it needed to be photographed. And the show was so good. I was just, I was behind the camera. Like it was misty. I was so fucking emotional Man. about it. It just felt so good to finally feel like I was in place, you know? Yeah. And you, I, I just never feel that I, I was not feeling that almost ever, you know, that's kind of what, like you're always kind of chasing, isn't it? hundred percent. If I, that's what I want. I want to feel like I'm the guy for the job, not only because I can get you what you want, but because I'm going to love that shit too. What's the best advice you've ever received? 
Yeah. My my mom as so the the best lesson I've ever been given, the best advice I've ever been given, I would say is less in words and more about how someone has lived their life. Is that fair? Yeah. Okay. I uh in so many ways I strive to be my mom. And the reason I say that is my mom has lived her life just joyful to make other people happy, especially her kids, yeah. but everyone around her, you know, and without her actually saying it, I think the advice she has given me is that the way you choose to live your life, whether you like it or not, is going to affect the people around you. What's the, what's the worst? The worst advice, exact same theme is not necessarily words, but it's action. If that's okay. Yeah. Um, and again, just like I, I won't necessarily say names, but I I've worked with a photographer in the past that, was exceptionally good at what they do, knew that and treated people so horribly because of it, but knew he would be hired because he was the only yeah. one that could do what he did. And if ever I'm that individual, someone that, that is the only one that can do this specific thing, I hope that I never lose that empathetic understanding of like yeah, who this person I'm working for is and that they're a person, you know? I hope those aren't cop outs. No, no, that's great. All right. That's great. What are you, what are you listening to right now? Uh, so, um, thrice just re-recorded <laughs> yeah. artist in the ambulance. <laughs> that's what right it's before be. we, right before we hit record, we just listened yeah. to a few songs off of that and we, man, we got all jazzed that's what's up. up. That's what's we got dude, all jazzed up. I'd say like, I'm horrible with, with time frames, obviously, but it was like maybe five years ago or so. My, my brothers and my dad and I went to saw, see thrice. It was the only time I'd ever seen them. Have you ever seen a band and you're just immediately aware, A, you caught them at the wrong time. Like, this is not their prime. Yeah. Like, they sound fine, but you know, like, their heart I missed is it. not. I missed, I missed it. it. Yeah, I missed it. That's what that show was. To hear that they re-recorded this album, though, I feel like I would go to that show. Yeah. I'd and it's fucking go to- good. Yeah. It's tasty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You remember how you told me that going into this, if there's something I don't want you to include, don't include the tasty thing. Oh, it's in, baby. <laughs> it's it's in. It's not going anywhere. It's not going anywhere. Who would you who would you like to meet? It feels like a really shallow answer. Light me up. I really I want to chill with Theo Vaughn so bad, dude. That dude. <laughs> that dude tickles me in a yeah. in a very certain way. I just here's why. Here's what I noticed. Obviously, his sense of humor is like, you you gotta want his sense of humor. You know, my wife can't stand it. Yeah, right. Mine either. Okay, <laughs> makes sense. However, if you listen to what he's saying most of the time, you can tell he's gone through some shit. He's getting out of it, and he wants to bring other people along. He wants yeah. to share that experience, and that to me is is amazing. You know, to like to better yourself, but then want to share that and help other people do the same. And maybe that's just what healthy people do. I don't know, but yeah, something about the way he talks about his struggle and then how he's trying to help other people that also struggle. I just really feel that. I also feel like sometimes when he's talking about like living in the trailer park and stuff, for some reason, I viscerally feel that shit. Uh, You're fucking, you're telling me, dude, (laughs) you're telling me. I don't know. I No, That's a great answer. I'd love to sit with Barack Obama. I'd love to sit yeah, with Michelle yeah. Obama. Maybe more than Barack. Maddie Matheson. Recommend a TV show. 
I sound so basic with these answers. If you, if you, if you have not seen, (laughs) if you have not seen Breaking Bad beginning to end, then you're fucking life up. You have to. It's fucking perfect television. Agreed. Fuck Game of Thrones. I loved it for so long. That shit did me so dirty. Fuck it. Don't waste your life. I've never seen a single episode. That's so fucked up to say though, because there's so many seasons and episodes that are artwork, literal artwork. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, that's whatever. Uh, fuck that's delicious. Just like a YouTube series, Action okay. Bronson. It's a, it's another chef, but he's also um, he does rap and he's like fucking just intense. He's like a sharper version of Maddie Matheson. That's awesome, awesome. Say, but he's good. Any regrets? I, th- I like. I I feel like there's a lot of time I could be spending with people that are really important right now. So it's like it's almost like my regrets are like you know, looking into the future, you know, it's like, I wish I were spending more time with my siblings, you know, yeah. I wish I was finding ways to get time with like with Remy to spend time with my siblings, you know, like stuff like that. Yeah. Like I kind of feel, I feel time right now, <laughs> like going into 40 that I know some of the ways I'm living my life right now in the future, I'm going to be like, man, I really wish. I think, I think the way that you've been kind of talking to yourself being kind to yourself. I think that's a great start. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and to lead so. off of that, uh, last question. Yeah. As of this moment. Yeah. Are you okay? I'm pretty good, man. I think things are good. It's like, like I said, I, I've just had a couple weeks of like shoots where like I've left feeling really filled, you know? Yeah. And I feel as though I've gotten, you know, the people I'm working with, what they're looking for. But I also look back on the images and I'm stoked on them. That's Fuck great. Yeah. I I really feel, you know, Erica and I are in a healthy groove and in the areas that we're not, we are both actively engaged in them and working on them. That's amazing. That's hard. It's real hard. Yeah. Because, I mean, really, it just starts by bringing it up and then it's dealing with how shitty it makes you feel. Yeah. You know, but I do feel like we're in a spot of what is our business? When does it feel good? When does it not? And how does that affect our relationship? Man, I really do appreciate your vulnerability and your willingness to open up mm. shooting the shit and drinking some beers Hell and yeah. all the good stuff, dude. Yeah. Um, it's always work that brings us together. You dude, know? I fucking like, love it. We never get together I mean, it would just be to cool. chill. <laughs> it would be cool to hang out yeah. like without like yeah. making something. I, but but like, maybe that's just it. Maybe yeah. that's just us, you know, and that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. All right. Let's get out of here. Okay. Actually, um, before we go, uh, Joe took this really great photo for the cover of this episode. Um, so I'm going to give him a call and uh, I'm going to let him talk about it. Hey, hey, I'm going to be talking to you outside because I am a loud talker and I don't want to wake my daughter up. It's all right, man. I like a good bird from time to time. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, dude, tell me about your photo. The Photo is an idea I had for a pretty long time. I found that when I'm in, you know, periods where I might be struggling with certain things or whatever, I find that it really helps to make something to represent that. And when you asked about getting a portrait specifically for our episode, it didn't feel right just to send you, you know, a straight up and down portrait. It just didn't feel like me at all, you know? Yeah. So I want to send you something that could kind of be, read into and had you know just something every part of it had a purpose was my goal you know and 
So just breaking down the photo, my thought was, well, I want to shoot on a sidewalk to like a suburban town because that's what I know to be home is, you know, sidewalks and ranch style homes or two floors, two story homes or whatever. Hey, Joe, let me let me cut you off for a second. Um, If you're listening to this um, and the thumbnail isn't there, I know Apple doesn't give you the thumbnail um, or, or doesn't give you the specific thumbnail. A couple others don't. So go to badideasocialclub.com, click on uh, Joe's episode, and you'll see the photo there. But uh, yeah, any anyway. So I wanted that to be the environment. And that was kind of like problem number one is I also wanted to light it. So I was going to be on the sidewalk in front of our house with a light. So already it was going to look kind of ridiculous. So anyways, the, the idea, the subject matter was is I wanted to address growing older and like the uncomfortable nature of that and – you know, things you used to love becoming a burden and seeing your life kind of evolve into taking more medications and things of that nature. So I have the birthday hat on my head, which is like halfway burned. I originally was going to have that on fire in the photo, but I realized I was getting too ridiculous. That's so I decided to that. That's a terrible idea. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, I, at the very least I had, I, you know, I had the foresight to be like, well, let me just burn one of these to see how they burn. This was before, this was before when I still was thinking I was going to do it. You and, know, uh, you know, I got to say back in the day, I feel like we wouldn't have tested. Yeah, no, we would have just done it. We bur- we've burned a shirt on you before (laughs) (laughs) yeah whoops yeah so i burned i you know i lit one of the hats and i was like huh it sure seems like a lot of heat is 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 piling in (laughs) through the inside of this hat i feel like it gets the point across just having it halfway burned so anyways kind of on the nose but i had like a birthday hat halfway burned up in one hand i have a pill bottle and i just kind of like threw some glitter up as we took the photo and You know, my experience with medications, I went most of my life not taking anything. And then before I knew it, I'm on 10 to 15 different medications. Granted, some of it is, you know, vitamins and whatnot, but a lot of them are things for like cholesterol and then a medication to help me with like joint pain because of that cholesterol medication. And dude, yeah, like mood stabilizers. And it's just like, if I think about it too much, it kind of freaks me out. And then the other side is just like I wanted something that really symbolized childhood. And the first thing I thought of was like a big old ice cream cone with sprinkles. And I wanted it melting all over my arm. And I did that. What's funny about that, I apologize if this is getting long-winded. but No, 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 you're good. What's funny about the process of doing that is we have an ice cream spot that's probably less than a mile away from us. And we had a hangout with specifically the dude. um, I mentioned him earlier, Matt. Um, he's the dude I, I helped shoot the documentary with. So I buy this big, obnoxious ice cream cone with the idea of letting it melt over my hand and just covered in sprinkles. And I'm just sitting there while they're eating their ice cream and we're surrounded by the people of my town. And I have this ice cream cone just melting all over my arm. And <laughs> got everyone just looking at me like, does this dude not know how to eat ice cream? It's like, that's a grown ass man. I know he's, I know he's got a birthday hat on, but that is a grown ass man. Yeah. Yeah. And then we didn't drive there. We walked there. So I had to walk it all the way home. So I'm walking down the sidewalk and I got this ice cream cone melting my arm. And my wife is just beside herself embarrassed. So yeah, we get back to the spot and what's cool about photos like this and Aaron, this is something you said when I showed to you is I feel as though depending on who you are and where you are, you can look at it differently and perceive it differently. And that to me 
is what I want from my photography, you know? Hey, I appreciate you taking the time to kind of catch us back up and kind of go over some stuff that I thought would be interesting to include in the episode. Um, One thing that I forgot to do when we recorded initially is I didn't ask you uh, where people can find you. I got, I don't know. I don't know if it was the beers or if I was just caught up in the, in the giggles or what, but um, can you share that? Yeah, of course I can. Yeah. The website is the madisons.co madisons is M A T T E S O N and .co. So .co and the madisons is across most social media platforms. So um, Instagram would probably be the most current and active. All right, man. I love you, man. I love you back, buddy. All right. That sounds good. All right, buddy. Bye. Bye. Getting tired of hearing all these noises in my head. 